Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show today, and I am excited. We have a very special guest today, Mr. Prince Simmons, who has a triumphant story to share with you today. You know, Prince grew up in Los Angeles with a single mom, lived in a poverty-stricken and crime-ridden neighborhood. But today, Prince is a peak performance expert and motivational life coach. His dynamic personality, entertaining style, and humorous wisdom is a delight to see. So one of the things about Prince that you're going to learn is he's able to connect with people from all walks of life on a deep level. And this is what has made him a hot commodity. So it is my delight to share Prince with you today, who will speak from his heart and share his transformational journey. So I want you to stay tuned as you're going to learn more about this man who speaks from his heart and never gets tired of using his energy and thought-provoking language to transform the mind. Now, let me welcome and present my guest, Prince Simmons. Hello there, Prince. Hello, Dr. Young. How are you today? I am excited, and I'm, I really, with a name like Prince, you've got to succeed. You know that? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, I try. I try. Oh, you do better than try. You are doing it. So let Thank me tell you. Well, first of all, you know, I've shared a little bit about you with our listeners, but tell me briefly about yourself and your background. I know you were raised with a single mom. So tell us what, what it was like growing up in South Central L.A., what? Well, really? to, well, believe believe it or not, it was it was extremely fun. I had a fun childhood, but mm-hmm. the environment that I grew up in was completely poverty stricken. You had mm-hmm. a lot of crime activity, a lot of drug drugs activity, and a lot of gang activity. So when you grow up around stuff like that, it kind of permeates into your soul and mm-hmm. causes you to adapt to the environment. I I, I can imagine that it does. Now, how were you, when you began to really notice this, were you six, seven, eight years old and began to notice? Because you know when we're younger, we don't really recognize poverty. We, you know, we don't really know Absolutely. it for what it is. So when did you begin to even recognize that? Actually, I began to recognize that I was living in poverty when my mom had us bust out to North Hollywood High School. Okay. And I began to see the difference oh, wow. between oh, the areas. Wow. From, from, oh, from Watts to North Hollywood. That's, that's, and so you guys were bussed out there. Oh, my goodness. Yes. What a, how did that impact you, and how did you make the adjustment? Or did you make the adjustment? Yes, I, I made the adjustment eventually. Um, the fear of going somewhere I've never been before mm-hmm. really captivated me. But once we arrived at the high school and the kids out there embraced my brother and I and the teachers embraced us as well, we slowly but surely began to adapt to the new environment. You know, that's great. Now, you were in high school, and the teachers seemed to be very warm and friendly. How were the students? The students, strangely enough, were the same way. Um, We were extremely Uh surprised because they welcomed us with open arms, and we were kind of shocked by that because it was just a whole different culture altogether. 
Well, you know, you're absolutely right, because that's not always the case scenario that I've heard from people who were bused. In fact, my niece was bused from L.A. out to the Hollywood area, and it, her experiences were a little bit different. But, but Cher, how did you get to where you are now a little bit? Tell us a little bit about the trajectory. You're in high school in North Hollywood. What happens next? Well, one of my high school in North Hollywood, I began to socialize with the people in that area. I tried to try out for football, and mm-hmm. that went pretty well, but I didn't have enough money to pay for my gear and stuff, so I had to get off the football team. Oh. I tried to get on the track team. Same with uh-huh. that, not enough uh-huh. money to mm-hmm. pay for my gear because, you know, we were still in poverty even though we were in a different environment. And because of that, I couldn't play those particular games because mm-hmm. the school system actually provided for us to go to the school, but because my mother was on government assistance, the money was just enough to take care of the household needs. So what I said to myself was, I have to transition from where I am now, mm-hmm. from where I was at that time, to somewhere different because I always knew as a child that there had to be more than mm-hmm. just living in that environment. I knew there was more to life than just living there. And when you're around that new environment out there and you see the kids driving to school and wearing mm-hmm. the fancy clothes and we're still wearing like hand-me-downs in that new environment mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, we have to bus to school. We're, we're riding the, the RTD at that particular time to get to school and get around and barely have enough money to buy lunch. We have to have government-assistant tickets to buy our lunch and stuff like that. Oh, I always yeah. knew that there had to be more mm-hmm. than just that. So at that point, I began to look for a way to advance myself. Well, you know, that's interesting, Prince, that you say that, because in spite of all of the, the challenges, not having the money for football or track, having to have, you know, that assisted lunch uh, and how did you, you know, overcome in the sense of not being resentful and angry? Because a lot of kids at high, in that very precious age, they become angry. But you looked at it from a different perspective. Why do you think that that occurred? I believe that occurred from a teacher that I had in ele- elementary named Miss mm-hmm. Owens. Miss Owens actually took me to church with her on Halloween every year, myself and my friends. And she showed us, you know, love that we've never seen before from a teacher. And she began to speak in our lives and and tell us that Mm. there's there's more to life than living where you're living now, that God is the center of it all. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of stayed with me throughout my life. And I always kind of focused on, okay, there's more to life than this. There's more to life than this. I know that there's something that I can do different than what I'm doing right now. So, and then I ran across another young man named Coach Calhoun. Coach Calhoun was a basketball coach at Markham High School, junior high Uh school. And I began to hang around him a lot. And he began to speak into my life and tell me that I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish as long as I separate myself from the activities that are going on in the environment that I'm living in. Mm-hmm. So that kind of stayed and stuck with me as well. So each time I went home from North Hollywood, that new environment kind of anchored within me and let me know there's more to life than this. There's more to life than this. There's a new way. There's got to be a better way. So those things begin to 
rise up in me and begin to transition my focus, knowing mm-hmm. that this is not the way. This is life not, is yeah, the way life can be. You know yeah. what you're saying. Um, so many people have shared with me, and I, I am an example of that as well. Where there are teachers, or coaches, or counselors, or a grandmother who planted into your life. So yeah. what I'm seeing is that you had some early, what I call seeds planted in your life of positivity by your teacher yeah. in elementary school, Mrs. Owens. I hope she's still living <laughs> and able to hear your, <laughs> your, your, this, this radio show today. And Absolutely. Coach Calhoun, who was at Markham Junior High School. So before you even get to high school, you know, it's really interesting because I know that the creator above always has a plan and always prepares you, although sometimes people don't realize it. So the preparation to instill in you your greatness that there was something better for you. Isn't that wonderful? I, I, I'm just, Absolutely. you know, sitting here sort of levitating. Well, I have a t- statement I'll say to my staff. I'm levitating. Well, right. because, <laughs> it, because it does say to us and to listeners out there, if you have a chance to say a positive to a young person, a young woman or a young man, yeah. to say something positive that you can be better, not bitter. And yeah. and by all means, if we just take the time to say something nice to a young person, no matter where you are, where you Absolutely. live, it can make a difference. Yeah. So thank you, Prince, for sharing that. And um, because certainly that instilled in you that need and eliminated that fear and gave you hope. That, yes, yes there is a God, and there's something Absolutely. better, and you can be better. So, Absolutely. now, how did your mother, because I know your mother made a great influence on your life, and oh, it made yeah. quite an impact oh, yeah. on your life. And yeah. I'm really sorry for your loss, too. Oh, thank you, thank you. She was a great woman. She was definitely mm. a great woman. She actually, actually instilled in us a strong, stern work ethic. And she also put in each of us that never quit spirit. No matter what you're going through, no matter how tough it is, you keep pressing on, you keep grinding, you keep trying to make it happen. You never let yourself settle. One thing I've never seen my mother do was complain, even during the time that she was sick. Mm -hmm. She never, ever complained. And that was impressive to me. Because most most people, Mm -hmm. when they're going through situations and things like that, they complain, they, they, they wonder why, they ask why. My mom never complained, and that stayed with me throughout my life up to now. Well, you know, uh, I know what a great impact your mother made on you and what a wonderful woman she was to give you and your brother the strong work ethic and that never-quit attitude. Was there ever a father in the home, no, no dad in the home at all? Well, my dad, he was around for mm-hmm. a number of years. He and my mm-hmm. mom split when I was around okay. six years old. Okay. So mm-hmm. I never had a chance to really, like, spend time with my dad, go places mm-hmm. with my dad, talk with my dad, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And sometime later, when I reached around 20 years old, he died of um, heart disease and emphysema. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, 
destiny has it and we don't control it. I always say we don't control where we're going to be born. We don't control who's the parents we're going to have. But one True. thing we do have control of, and that's the choice how we're going to live our lives. Absolutely. And, and obviously, your mother made quite uh, an impact on your life. Now, yeah. you know, one of the things I know, Prince, about you, you made a very difficult decision in your young life um, by share with that. Because here you, you progress through high school. You graduate mm-hmm. from this North Hollywood High School, mm-hmm. and you enroll in college, and you're mm-hmm. doing very well, mm-hmm. and you made a decision, a very mm-hmm. difficult one. Yes. Share how that, how that came about. Well, when I enrolled in, high school, enrolled in college after high school, I was glad to be there, for one, um, all my <laughs> friends were there, so that mm-hmm. made it really, really fun and exciting and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But as time progressed, things began to get extremely difficult at home. Bills began to pile up, mm-hmm. and my mom needed me to help out around the house. Uh-oh. Now, that was yeah. extremely difficult for me to do, but I knew that helping her was more important than anything else I could do for myself because it's because of her that I am where I am and I am who I am. So I owe that to her. It's not something that mm-hmm. I'm doing because, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's a pressure on me. It's actually something I owe her. And all of us owe our parents, even if our parents mm-hmm. weren't good parents to us or they didn't raise us the way we should be raised. The bottom line is this. Your parent got you here so you can begin to walk out your destiny. And for Absolutely. that, you owe them. Absolutely. As I said, we may not choose our parents. We don't choose the circumstances. We don't choose where we're born. But we do choose how we're going to walk out our destiny. Absolutely. That is so true. But I know how difficult it must have been to, you know, enjoy college. You're yes. excited to be there. And when things begin to fall apart, your mom's bearing a burden of all these bills and things are happening that you made that decision to drop out of school. I yeah. applaud you for that, but more importantly, you. that you didn't, again, taking your mother's advice, just quit. Uh, yeah. So what happens next? Because I, I, I'm so excited how you got to where you are today and able to share that. Well, what happened next is I began to transition through various jobs and I began to work for this uh, pest control company. And oh, Really? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I was a pest control technician for many years, which I see was a precursor for me to get into sales and service and being a people person and things of that nature. And so as I began to progress in the pest control, I met various people. I've talked with various people. I was in- introduced to various new cities and locations that I never even mm-hmm. knew existed, considering that I was born and raised in Watts, so the only thing I knew was Watts. The second thing I knew was just North Hollywood, and the pest control industry took me to another level. Oh, as I wow. Began to prog- as I began well, to progress... I want yes, you to, go ahead. Go ahead. Prince, I want you to hold yes. that thought, because we're going to yes. come right back after a quick commercial break, and we're going to okay. resume talking about your trajectory in the okay, pest control business. Okay. So stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back with Mr. Prince Simmons. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back today with my guest, Mr. Prince Simmons, a peak performance expert and motivational life coach. So, Prince, before we went on break, you were talking about your career after you stopped out of college to help your mom, and you're working for a pest control business, and you're kind of moving up the ladder, and you're learning some things, which, of guess, segued into what you're doing now. So, tell us how that came about. Well... The people that I surrounded myself with at this particular company began to introduce me to various things. Mm -hmm. They showed me the business side of the company. Mm -hmm. They showed me various locations that I've never been to since I grew up in Watts. I had no idea what those those areas even existed. And Mm -hmm. just being exposed to all of that kind of broadened my horizon. And then a friend of mine who was a coworker introduced me to motivational CDs. There was okay. this radio station called KYPA, and they used to highlight various motivational speakers like Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, those guys. And mm-hmm. that radio station would come on every day. So at 10 o'clock, like clockwork, I would make sure that I tuned the dial in my truck to that radio station. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I fell in wonderful. love with this funny sounding guy named Les Brown. <laughs> well, you weren't the only one. I there see. were many people across the globe with Mr. Les Brown. <laughs> absolutely, Great. absolutely. I was like, wow, I was blown away with his charisma, his humor, his style of speaking, and not to mention his story is almost similar to mine when it comes uh-huh. to growing up in poverty mm-hmm. and, yeah. and without right. a father in the house and things right. of that nature. Right. Oh, my goodness. You know, what I was I was reflecting on is that you know, it's important you had people who were almost like your angels, who yeah. were guiding you on the business side, 
You had exposure to locations that you'd never seen before. All of this, I'm sure, in retrospect, you saw to enhance and enlarge your vision. I've always said, if you can see it, you can believe it. But you have to see it to believe it. And so it's almost like a programming. Then they introduce you to someone to listen to motivational speakers. So you begin to get that. You know, this is really genuinely a really great story. So tell me more. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So as I begin to listen to this particular guy named Les Brown, I began Uh to become more and more intrigued with him. And then they they mentioned their particular website where you can find out more information about him. So I went to that website and began to really view things. Now, the Internet wasn't nowhere near like it is today, so the information was limited. But I began to really follow this guy and how he spoke and how he transformed his life. And I said to myself, you know what, I would really love to do that. And the story that really stuck out with me that Les Brown told was, when he went to this seminar and he was sitting next to this guy and this guy was speaking and he was really boring and then Les Brown leaned over to the guy next to him and said, wow, this guy is really boring. And the guy next to him said, you should be so boring for the kind of money he makes. And Les said, well, how much does he make? The guy said, $5,000 per boring speech. Les said, oh, I know I can do that. So I said to myself, I know that I can get into this industry Because I'm already a person who loves communicating with people. I love assisting Mm -hmm. people. I love serving people. And I love helping people. So Mm -hmm. I have to get into this industry. But I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. So at this particular time, my mom began to tell me, hey, you've been in this pest control industry for a while. Why don't you launch your own company? So it was a thought in my mind, but it wasn't a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. So I blew it off. And from time to time, she would mention it. And I would Mm -hmm. think about it, but I would just blow it off because fear of going into business for myself was rampant in my mind. Well, Mm -hmm. some years later, she ended up being extremely sick. She had like Mm -hmm. about three strokes and she had to be hospitalized. Yeah. And so So while she was was in the hospital, my brothers and sisters and I would always be at her bedside every day, every day. And even to that, she would never, ever complain. Mm-hmm. Then she developed diabetes and hypertension and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. would be on dialysis, but she would never, ever complain. Then she was allowed to get out of the hospital because she got better. Mm-hmm. So we thought everything was going to be fine. So we all went back to our regular lives, still stopped by the house like we normally, normally would do. Mm-hmm. Then she had two or three more strokes. She, oh, went wow. back into the, she went back into the hospital. And her diabetes had really kicked in gear and got mm-hmm. worse because of the eating habits that didn't change and things of that nature. Right. Right. So the doctors, the doctors began to consult with us and say, her diabetes has progressed really, really bad and her legs need to be um, amputated. Now, we knew my mother never wanted that for herself. But because she knew that, according to the doctors, that that would save her life, she agreed to it. They amputated her leg from her knee all the way down and the left leg from the knee all the way down. At that point, I guess it kind of sent her into a tailspin. And about two days later, she passed. Oh, oh, wow. I'm so sorry about that. 
Melissa. Thank you. It was extremely devastating. I know that was extremely difficult for you. Yes. Extremely, extremely difficult. It's like someone stuck their hand in my chest and just pulled my heart out. I mean, it was, it, it was horrific. And it was hard for me to function at work. It was mm-hmm. hard for me to continue to concentrate on anything that I can do because mm-hmm. I would go by to see my mom like every day while I'm mm-hmm. out working. Right. And some days I would be on my way to go visit her and get on the street and remember that she's no longer here. And oh, I did that gosh. for about a month or two. Wow. Yeah. So did you did you ever uh, realize your mom's dream? I mean, I'm sure you did. Where you just said, "This is it. I'm going to stop uh, launch my own business." Yes, I did. Actually, what I did was through my tears, my mom's word would continue to ring in my mo- in my ears. Mm-hmm. Son, when mm-hmm. are you going to start your own business? Mm-hmm. And so I took to heart what she said. In 2005, I had launched my own first company, which was in the pest control industry. And as I began to learn how a business works and learn how to network with people and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that dream of being a motivational speaker came back to fruition for me. And okay. I, began to, I began to study and I began to learn other speakers. I, I enrolled back in college and I began to take psychology, theology, mm-hmm. business management, and I began to implement all of that stuff which led me, led me to the point of launching my own motivational speaking company, which I have today. So when did you launch that? When did you launch that company? I launched my motivational speaking company around four years ago, three or four, about four or five years ago. Okay. So you had quite a trajectory from in 2005. You launched your own business in the pest control industry. Yes. And, you, you know, because I know in your speeches – you share a lot about leadership, team yes. building, yes. personal development, yes. relationships, hmm. yes. spirituality, and emotions, yes. just to name a few yes. of them. So you know what? How did you come to tailor your specific messages to these areas? Because I have always believed that you have to first experience it before you can teach it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you took the words right out of my mouth. Boy, I tell you, sometimes those experiences are hard lessons, are they not? <laughs> Absolutely, they are. They are. They are. Yeah, exactly. You you can't teach it unless you've been through it. That's, That's right. For sure. So, and so, so a number of just, a just going, scenario. huh? I beg just your going, just just going through all of that stuff and and experiencing those various emotions and and learning about leadership and going into a leadership role and things of that nature, it it prepared me for those speeches because at first I was just more of an encourager and a motivator. But, of course, life makes sure that the most in you comes out. And so I began to go deeper into myself, and and psychology became a favorite of mine. I always wanted to know why people did what they did and how they tick and stuff like that. So I delved headfirst into psychology. You know what? That's what started me. Yep, that's what started me on my journey. Oh, did I wanted to know why do wow. human pe- human well I was excited but more or less about human behavior why do human beings behave the way they do Absolutely and that's fascinating yes. So yes. let's talk about what makes prince run What makes, what makes prince pr- run What makes prince run is that prince had to 
finally accept himself. I love it. Finally accepting yourself. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Because when you grow when you when you grow (laughs) up in a poverty stricken environment, you become conducive to that environment Mm -hmm. and you adapt to the things that you're exposed to on a regular basis. So you begin to think that this is the way you're supposed to be, this is the way you're supposed to live, and at the same time you're tearing at your own soul because you're going counter to your design. Right. Absolutely. And, right. and so, once, I, once I discovered that, that I was going counter to my design, and I realized that I was following someone else's lane and I wasn't following my own creative mandate, I had to make some adjustments because I think that's what we all do. Mm-hmm. We follow someone else's lane until we realize we have our own lane. You and certainly so, do. You certainly do. I absolutely. had an epiphany about that not too long ago. Think oh, really? about the wow. highways, the highways, the freeways in Los Angeles, the freeways in any major city, but particularly in Los Angeles. When you're driving on the freeway mm-hmm. and you want to change lanes, what do you have to do? Signal. <laughs> yep. If you don't make a signal, what happens? Or what is the potential of something happening? Uh, an accident if you merge Absolutely. over into. Exactly. So, Absolutely. So we were designed to stay what? In, in our lane. lane. Absolutely. <laughs> If we're going to make a turn, what do we have to do? First, check to see if it's really okay to go. Are there no cars coming? Is there a clear path before we change the lane? And I had that epiphany a few weeks ago. And I think it's helped a lot of people to understand that. Awesome. Awesome. Now, one of the things, Prince... Um, I know you've been asked this many times, and I'm going to ask it because I know the listeners out there, uh, what is your why? What is your why? I'm glad you asked asked that question, Barbara, because for the longest, I never knew my why. And once I got into this peak performance industry and atmosphere, I realized that my why is that I'm here to serve. And I'm here to help someone else become better than what they are. I'm here to live full and die empty, emptying myself of all of the God-given resources and wisdom and knowledge that I've been given so that I can help someone become extremely better. My why has always been you're here to serve. You're here to serve. You're absolutely serve to be better. And you want to leave this earth emptied because you were full, but you want to leave her emptied because you've emptied out good stuff to help people be better. Yes, absolutely. I'm just paraphrasing what you said, and I think that's great. Thank you. Do you have a personal credo? And what is it? Say it again. A personal credo. Do you have a personal credo, and what is it? How do you share that with people? I love to befriend anyone I come in contact with because Mm -hmm. I know that everyone is on guard when you meet someone new. And so I love to befriend someone and bring out the joy in them before I 
give them the good stuff that's already within them. Because really, truth be told, we're all just reminded when someone comes to us with information that we say we never heard before, but what it is that we're actually just reminded of the good that's in us. So I get a kick out of that. Okay. I, I, I think you're wonderful, really. And it's, it's such you. a pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm going to ask you to do something that's very different and probably out of order. Okay. But I feel there are listeners out there that are going through some things, some challenges. Okay. These are challenging times. And many people are fearful mm-hmm. and not maybe having the experiences you've had. Maybe they didn't really come from an impoverished area, but they mm-hmm. still have fear. Right. They still don't know where they belong, what's their right. purpose, where am I going, what is my right. life all about. Right. I want you to give them a little speech right now, a little empowerment, encouragement from your heart. Okay. Okay. Those of you, my brothers and sisters, you have a creative mandate and you have an alignment that you were designed to follow. The reason you're frustrated, the reason you're going through so much fear, the reason you're going through so much disappointment, you don't know your why, is because it's possibly that you're in someone else's lane. You're trying to do and get the results that they're getting, and the more you try, the more difficult it appears to be. But here's the good news. When you align yourself in your created mandate, grab hold of your unique gifts and talents, the things that you love to do, the things that you're good at, the stuff that you would do even if you didn't get paid for it. When you allow that to be your mandate, you're in your right lane. You start signaling, signaling to yourself that your lane is over here. It's not that person's lane. That person's results is for them. Your results are unique only to you. Just like we all have a unique DNA. Your, your DNA is unique to you. Your fingerprint is unique to you. So how much more is your own life unique to you? Remember, fear is false expectations, keyword expectations appearing real. What you assume to happen is not guaranteed it will happen because your thoughts bring about action and action produces your results. So mind your thoughts so you can realign yourself with the correct action and begin to surround yourself with people that love you, care for you, and that will help you become the better person that you were created to be. Because you were designed to live an abundant life on this planet, but the reason it's not going well is because you're following someone else's lane. Get out of that person's lane. Get into your lane. Don't be afraid to choose you. Become your own cheerleader. And I guarantee you, when you find yourself in your lane, you will discover your why, your fears will vanish, and your power will show up. Thank you, Prince. Thank you so much. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back, listeners. And thank you, Prince. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. 
Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to my lovely, lovely guest today, Mr. Prince Simmons. Uh, If you're just tuning in now, I'm sharing with Prince, who is a peak performer, and he's a motivational life coach with a dynamic personality, entertaining style, and humorous wisdom. And Prince grew up in Los Angeles in a, with a single mom, living in a poverty-stricken neighborhood, and as well as crime-ridden. And today, this young man has achieved remarkable results with the help of mentors and many people who are on his side to help him. But more importantly, he did the work. And Prince, I want to thank you for sharing that motivational encouragement to many listeners out there who might be going through some things and you're able to share and help them. You're I'm, welcome. I'm, intri- <laughs> I'm intrigued, however, you know, being being a speaker myself, what was it like when you first stepped up on your first stage and you've got an audience and what was that experience like? It now, we're no was, longer the pest control guy. <laughs> we're stepping right, on stage exactly. as a motivational speaker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Standing on that stage for the very first time was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. I, I froze. Did you really? I, 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 re- I literally froze. The, the words oh came God. out wrong. Oh. The nervousness, really? the, the the gestures just didn't work. I couldn't wait to get off that stage. Oh, no. Yes. How it, long it were was, you speaking? How long did you have to speak? Five minutes. Five minutes? Oh, <laughs> yep, five minutes. Okay. And I was, I was terrified my very first time. And, and that was during a um, Toastmaster Club meeting. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also a Toastmaster as well. Okay. Were you with colleagues and friends in the Toastmasters group? Yes. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Prince is probably because you were trying to impress them rather than give them a message. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm guilty. (laughs) No. Actually, I tell you that because I found that's the secret. If you have a message, just want to give the message. It's not about oppressing them. But I used to do that with my students in the class, and they'd be all intimidated. These are professional men and women who are coming to school at night. And they yeah. would be all shook up to give a presentation before the class. 
I said, it's wow. because you're classmates. Wow. You're thinking they're judging you. You're thinking they're going to criticize. Absolutely. You know, it's all about me, me, me. But yes. make the message be about them, them, them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so true. Uh, that is so true. I hope we're helping somebody out there who may be thinking about going, you know, becoming a speaker because it's a, it takes a lot of courage. But if yes, you have a message that, yes. that's in your heart, no matter, you know, because people can tell when it's authentic and when it's they fake. Can. And you're they just can. saying words. Yes, So absolutely. So what happened the second time, Mr. Prince? <laughs> Well, I had some friends pat me on the back and they said, hey, look, be yourself. Mm-hmm. And those were the only words I needed to hear. Be yes. yourself. Be yourself. Right. And when I made up in my mind to mm-hmm. be myself on the stage the second time, I think I wild the crowd. Great. Because I gave them my heart instead of giving them my mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, do do people ask you to speak on a certain topic and or do you choose your own messages? Well, they never really ask me to speak on a certain topic. I think they expect me when I show up to just bring the energy, bring the wisdom, bring the knowledge and bring the um the mm-hmm. the um transformation because when I when I'm asked to speak, they always say, speak on whatever it is you want to talk about. Okay. So I go in there and pretty much talk about things that deal with transformation of your life and of your mind mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they seem to love it. That's great. Now, when, when, now I know that you work with certain companies and corporations. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you, are you free to just express yourself uh, in the in corporations and some of these companies, or do they? Well, um, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, well they, no, I'm um, just wondering: and, do they have particular and, topics like leadership, team building, these kinds yes, of things? Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> yes, when it comes to that, it has every. Mm-hmm. It has to do with being specific. Like I just recently did a um, speech to an organization for team building because they were having a hard time getting people to get excited about the organization and get excited mm-hmm. about the structure and the plan. And so I did a leadership team building speech toward them and, you know, they loved it. I got rave reviews and they told me that they're That's in the process great. of transitioning and turning around and people mm-hmm. are getting on board now because they understand that having a servant's attitude is what builds an effective team. That is so true. Now, are you are people receptive to the servant attitude when you when you when you actually you know look at it in reality? Yes, because what I do is I use example of like say Michael Jordan. I'll use how Coach Phil came came mm-hmm. in and he talked to Michael Jordan first because Michael Jordan was the arrogant one. He thought he had it all figured out, and mm-hmm. Phil told him that I have a strategy of working like a team, acting like a team, thinking like a team, serve like a team. And if you just give this a try, I guarantee you I'll take your income from where it is now to mm-hmm. around 120-something million. So he sold mm-hmm. Michael on his strategy, and he brought in some people like Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, all those guys, and rallied them together around Michael and taught those guys mm-hmm. how to be team players, and they'd be in the winning six championships in a row. So I use, I use a relevant 
topic and a relevant subject as an example to get them to see that this is what a servant's attitude team effort look like. I think that's wonderful because I tell you, if we need more of that today, we need that servant attitude in our workplace, in our homes, in our churches, and in our communities. Yes. So I, I, I thank you for pointing that out. And Prince, when is your book coming out? <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my book actually should be out around, I'm thinking August. It should be out. I'm in the process of mm-hmm. putting it all together now. I'm, I'm yeah. writing my chapters. So it should mm-hmm. be out around the end of August. Okay. What did you title it? I titled the book, The Transformation Within. Okay. I like mm-hmm. that title. Thank you. Thank the you. Transformation Within. The, the oh, Transformation right. Within. Yes. I think that's great. I thank really, you. really thank you. And, you know, I want to thank you for being on the show today. And I know the listeners, you've enjoyed today with Mr. Prince Simmons. I want you to be on the lookout for this young man. Uh, his book is going to be coming out in August, The Transformation Within. And if you'd like to be in touch with Prince, I have an email address for him. And it's Prince at princespeaks.com. So if you'd like to get in touch with this young man, I tell you, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Again, mm-hmm. it's prince at princespeaks.com. I welcome your feedback, and I'd like for you to send your comments or questions to me at info at transformationforsuccess.com. You can also Skype your comments to me, and you can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And I want to have a few comments as we close the show today. Prince and I, we're going to talk a little bit about this. You know, as I leave you with this, as Robert Louis Stevenson once said, old or young, we're on our last cruise. Mm -hmm. And we want it to mean something. Mm -hmm. To assist you on your cruise, I'm going to leave you with these words. Learn to live your life. Learn all your life. Learn from your failures. Mm-hmm. Learn from your successes. When you hit a rough spot in your life, ask yourself, what is it trying to teach me? Mm-hmm. Remember, lessons aren't always happy ones, but they keep coming, and they're uniquely ours to own and to learn from. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you again for listening to my guest today. So Prince, have you got some last words? You, you can, I give you the last word. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I say Thank you, Barbara. You are an amazing, amazing, amazing woman. Dr. Young, you are in a treasure, and it was a pleasure. It was a joy. I am extremely grateful to have spent this time with you. Well, I am pleased and honored to have spent this time with you as well. And we'll have to have you back again, and we'll talk about uh, an aspect we didn't cover today, and that's what did you learn about relationships. Ah, <laughs> I would love to be back. <laughs> <laughs> I, because I think it's a real hot topic today when we start talking about relationships and how do we have effective relationships in today's world. 
Absolutely. So, listeners, I want you to listen in next week as I'll have another dynamic guest, another young man on the rise, Mr. Josh Tillard Gates, who is going to share his transformational journey. And you won't want to miss this show. So this is Dr. Barbara Young, your success coach, signing off until next Tuesday. And I want you to have a great week. And God bless you all. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.